Hey guys, it's Jackie and Nicole. We're back with another week of storytelling, goofing off, and random shenanigans, but we're We're not not even even that that funny. funny. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hey, BBs. (laughs) Okay, anyways, (laughs) yet again, we come to an episode where Jackie and I have not seen each other in five. Four sleeps. Four sleeps, B. So, we're we're sounding. Yeah, so not only are we going to be chaotic, but we're also sounding a little crispy. We're <laughs> extra spicy today. Um, we both have been in the process of losing our voice, so that's cute for us. Um, um, I went home. Yes, Jackie went home for Easter. Um, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that. But first, Jackie, what are you drinking today? That was for you, Nick. <laughs> so today I'm drinking a drink recommended by yours truly, myself. Sorry, Joseph. We're um, giving you a little break from your segment because it's Easter Monday today. We want to give you Easter weekend off. Yeah. <laughs> give you give you some time off because we respect you that. deserve it. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking a blue raspberry stampage. Be <laughs> take a sip. Let us know tastes. It's really good. <laughs> okay. So today, I am, so yesterday, I decided, not yesterday, Saturday, I decided to get ready, you know, and go to GCBC. Oh, without me? Well, not really get ready. Like, I didn't do my makeup. I just dressed a little nice. But it's because I was going to eat your vigil mask. So um, I'm going to be drinking the same drink I drink that the lady recommended me, or the worker recommended me. So it is a berry hibiscus tea with lemonade. Tea. Refreshing. Can I try it? Yeah, I do. Hopefully I don't get you sick. That's funny. Mmm. Mmm. Ew, you didn't <laughs> one of those. Like when the kids are like, can I have a sip of your drink? And like, mm. <laughs> like this, like this. Because they're like, have a sip of your drink? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> 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 like, like their whole body. <laughs> Okay, now that you guys know what we are drinking, Jackie, in this past week, what have been your funny stories and your not-so-funny stories? Okay, so I have a lot for you guys. Nicole's a little sad because I'm double-dippage, dipping, um, and telling you two funnies and two not-so-funnies. So, do you want my funnies first or my not-so-funnies? Um, let's start with your not-so-funnies. Okay, my first not-so-funny is really short, so... My first one is, um, my first not so funny is how annoying it is to be freaked out by getting kidnapped because on my way here, I was FaceTiming Nicole and I was getting gas at the mobile, 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 (laughs) that's what they put over the baby, the mobile, (laughs) mobile. I was getting gas the mobile. I'm getting gas in the mobile. <laughs> um, and I like scraped the back of my Achilles with like a rusted piece of metal. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how I'm going to go. Like, this is it. Like, game over. Um, call my mom right now, Nicole. And I was on FaceTime with her and I was like, dude, let me tell you. And Loki kind of hurt a lot, but like, it's totally fine. 
My other not so funny is that I worked this past weekend. You picked up the shift yourself. I did. So that's not even that's not even the not so funny part. Oh. I'm happy that I worked because I got nine hours in. Yeah, so I worked for my job and we put on a spring event or Easter event, excuse me. Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, we put on an Easter event and at my like at the event there are these pieces of wood. They're probably like they're not two by fours because they're skinnier. So I don't know what they're called. But like they're like one by one by threes. So we had some one by threes and they were painted green because they were fake flowers. And at the end of the one by three, it's like pointy because we like stick them into the grass. And I was putting them back into the shed and it fell right in between my dogs right there. <laughs> Right in between her toes. She's trying to show me right now. And it bruised <laughs> my foot, my toe, my foot toe. Your foot. Well, like it's not both. On your, it's well, your it's knuckle. Like, it's right. Ew. No, it's not even bruised right there. I don't know where that came from. It was bruised right here. So in between your toes. Yeah. Your webs. Um. Yeah. So. It's cute. Okay. What are your funnies? Um, my funnies. Okay, so my first one is a really exciting one. So on Thursday morning, after my class, I was coming back from Chick-fil-A from getting lunch. <laughs> Nicole is sticking her tongue out at me. She looks like a fish. <laughs> um, so uh, I was walking back from Chick-fil-A from getting lunch with my good friend from my New Testament class. And... Um, I was coming back and I was in the lobby waiting for the elevator because Nicole and I live in the penthouse, so we have to take what the way for the elevator to come Stop. for us because we're we're luxurious people. So I was waiting for the elevator, and this girl came up to me and she's like, "Hey, can you have whole milk?" And I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm "Absolutely not!" Like, I'm about to drive home. Like, this can be like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> So I was like, and then I told her, I was like, yeah, I can. And she's like, do you want this coffee? I can't have whole milk. So I ordered the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, yeah, for sure. So she gave me a free Dutch coffee. And technically, I wasn't allowed to have it. But in my mind, I feel like it was a godsend. So I took oh, the yeah. coffee. Such a godsend. Mm -hmm. I took the coffee and I went back up to my penthouse and I sipped it on it, and I was like, and it was so good. And I was like, dude, I can't wait to tell Nicole. <laughs> so that's one of them. And then my other one, I have an audio to play for you guys. So um, back home, I am a part of a young adults group, and there is a nice gentleman that is also a part of the young adults group. Shout out Marino. If you guys remember from a few episodes back, he's the one that – his plane had to take a detour because they were running out of gas. <laughs> um, so shout out Marina if you're listening. Fuel. Um, out of fuel. Huh? Out of fuel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were out of um, gas. Fuel. Electricity. They're a Tesla plane. Stop. Honestly, he probably like does fly in a <laughs> Tesla plane. Um, and we sent him a video of us, Catherine and I, asking him if he had a gecko. And he was really confused, so he sent us back an audio, and he said this. Hang on, I'm going to play it. And we thought it was so funny. Hang on, I want to play it like this so you can see it too. 
And then this is Catherine asking, Do you have a gecko? <laughs> to start off with. So we sent that to him. And then he was like really confused. So he asked us if we had a gecko. But it's because he has a Winnie the Pooh little bear that was in his bed um, that he sent us a Snapchat of. And so we were asking him if it was a gecko stuffed animal. And then he asked if we had a gecko. And like I was like rolling. Like I couldn't stop laughing for like five minutes after that. Nicole doesn't think it's as funny as I do. <laughs> well, I think it's just like you have to be in the moment. It probably does. And, or probably, yeah. All right, Nicole, Nival, Nicholi, Cole, Nikki. What are your funnies and your not so funnies? Funnies. <laughs> so, my not so funny is Jackie. I'm kidding. <laughs> Arr, no, I kidding. don't. Um, my not so funny. So, um, you guys most likely know I work in the Newman Center, and this weekend was the Triduum weekend slash Easter weekend. So we like you know went through the whole passion and everything. On Sunday we had like a a cookout ish kind of barbecue. We had burgers and hot dogs. Technically it wasn't my fault, but it like was my fault, you know. So that was just not very fun. But my funny. Um, so as I said earlier, Jacob decided to come down and, um, when he comes down, he stays with some of our friends and this weekend, well, you guys know the friends, Nick and Eddie, he stays with Nick and Eddie and this weekend, Nick decided to go home. So Nick was home. So Jacob couldn't stay with Nick, but, um, basically Eddie can, has access to get into Nick's room. So the boys got in. So Jacob and Eddie got into Nick's room and slept in his room without Nick being. Wait, they there. actually slept there. Yeah, like oh, I they like just Eddie in. slept in Nick's bed. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can sleep in my bed anytime. Okay, thanks. But I mean, I have my own bed. <laughs> Next year, you can sleep in my bed. <laughs> but um. So yeah, that was really funny. It was just that they like broke into Nick's room. It's her clip. <laughs> so, Jacob came this weekend. Surprise, surprise, Jacob came this weekend. <laughs> so, he was in the back grilling, and I was inside using, like, a little kind of griddle thing to make the hot dogs. So, I had to put the griddle on top of the stove and turn on the stove top so it has, like, flames and stuff. But in order for it to actually cook, I had to have it pretty high. Oh, no. So, I started off high, but then I moved it like to, like, four. So, four is not even that high, you know, when you think about it. Four out of ten. Not bad. So, I'm just cooking away, and I'm, like, pretty much done with, like, my first batch. And the fire alarm starts to go off. Stop. I was like, oh, heck no. So, I'm, like, trying to, like, put it out. And I'm not even kidding. So, this is not part of the not-so-funny, um, but it's pretty cool. This so, Sister oh. Claire walks in, and she's like, holy spirit, turn off this, this fire alarm. And it stops right away. And we're like, ah. And then we're like, okay, whatever. So then I continue cooking because I'm trying to finish it all before mass starts. So I'm doing the second batch. Same thing happens, but this time it's not just me in the center. It's like everyone is in the center. I'm like, ew. So like, I'm like, oh, it's okay, guys. Oh. So it's just really awkward. It's like, now we've gotten all that different stuff out there. 
Jackie, what are we talking about this week? What what are we what are we discussing? What are we driving what into? What are we putting on the table? What, what are we marinating in our thoughts? Today? What are we <laughs> Due to COVID, we had to go home early. Um and now that we're not in a pandemic anymore. Well we um, are. Just kidding. <laughs> um so we're, canceled. <laughs> we're still in a pandemic, just in case you guys forgot. So with everyone at GCU leaving very soon or maybe have already left joseph (laughs) um we are going to talk about faith this week going into the summer break and how to maintain your faith during the transition period because like transitioning from one faith community to a different one even if you're returning to where you have been just that transition is not always smooth sailing it's can be a little rough around the edges a little rocky and i mean we've only had one year because we're only sophomores um second year college students but we want to share what we're thinking what we've done what we are planning on practicing and just kind of have an open discussion about that so with that being said um we're just gonna dive right into it and we hope more than anything that you guys can take something away from this podcast and actually like learn something new yeah like even if you personally can't connect with it because we are going to be talking a little bit of personal experience Mm -hmm. um honestly if it's what not to do then that's cool too yeah (laughs) um yeah so in order to start off with that we want to kind of talk about our personal experience with last summer and obviously it's not gonna look exactly like this summer okay jackie the mic is yours thank you (laughs) clip that in (laughs) um okay so for me last year of course both nicole and i went home in march at the Mm -hmm. end of march or middle march whatever um and it was very chaotic but praise be to god um when we got sent home we were just coming out of a retreat. Yeah. So the timing couldn't have been better. And that's literally like such a godsend in itself. Because like if I wouldn't have gone through that retreat, then like I probably wouldn't have gone gone through like that transition as easily as I did and wouldn't have been able to like keep my faith as well as I did. Because um to preface um we're going to share a little bit about what last year looked like for each one of us. Um, before that retreat in February, I was like in the driest season of my life. Nicole knows this because this is literally when we became friends um, and like how we became friends too. So um, like literally to like kind of add to like my quote unquote like testimony for that, like before retreat, I was really questioning whether or not I was going to stay Catholic and whether or not I was going to stay or leave the Catholic faith as a whole and just, like, figure things out, like, kind of go back to the basics and just, like, figure out where I want to be and stuff. So that's where I was at in my faith, and I was questioning a lot. Like, everything, every possible question that could be asked was going through my head, like, the oh is god actually real like why do we believe this why does the catholic church think this blah 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 blah. so um that's what was going on 
before that retreat and then after the retreat it was like at the end of february i think the retreat was like the 17th of february so like almost like i think it was like three weeks after yeah so i was like still riding that retreat high all the way until like we got sent home and i remember after i went home Marion, our campus minister at the Newman Center, she FaceTimed me and we were talking about like what it was like for me to be back home. And I remember telling her like, I'm so happy. I was like, I know I shouldn't be given the circumstances and like everything that just happened, but like I'm ecstatic and I'm like so good in my faith that like I literally don't like have anything to complain about. But it's because like my prayer life was so strong and like what I was doing is this here is her secret formula my secret (laughs) formula a squared plus b squared equals c squared scripture is literally god's word you know like it's like god inspired everything that happened in scripture so like why not turn to it and i always hear this one quote it's like the bible is the only book where the author is in love with the reader and i'm like oh (laughs) promise you um so like yeah i think that's really what was like everything for me i was in scripture every single day like scripture was what kept me going and like reading through the gospels and by the time like a little bit after we got sent home was easter so i kept going through like the passion narrative and just like reading all of that but like just diving into scripture was my number one and journaling about everything that i was going through and like actually like writing out exactly how i was feeling and like just going into it like in a way like fearlessly cuz i was like in my head when all of this went down i was like oh my gosh the second coming is going to happen right now so like i want to be as ready as i can be which honestly wasn't the worst mindset to be in cuz like i could have thrown everything like to the side and just like been like whatever but i wanted to pursue my faith more than ever so I turned to the word, I turned to the Lord, and that was, like, what really got me going. And at the time, we were able to go to daily mass. So that's another thing that, like, kept me going. And this is really silly to me now, but I would do virtual adoration. I remember sitting in my room, and I would set aside time in my day to just, like, sit and, like, be in God's presence and, like, allow him to work in me even, like, in the midst of not leaving my house and in the midst of like not actually being able to go to church and like just everything and like at the time I wasn't plugged into a church or anything because I was coming back from like GCU and then I wasn't involved in a church for personal reasons um so I was kind of just like floating and trying to figure everything out so it was honestly like all up to me like what I was gonna do from there and just like trying to figure everything out but my number one tip honestly is spending time in scripture okay so that's like everything that I kind of went through I guess um but how was your like transition back home from school so like Jackie said we were both coming off of like a really good retreat um I don't know if we even touched base on this when we like were talking about our friendship starting but we were both in like our deepest darkest little droughts (laughs) 
And, like, that's literally why we became friends. Like, we opened up to each other, like, the first day that mm-hmm. we started talking. Um, so, going through that and then being able to finally, like, feel like there was growth happening and then having to go home, um, it was really weird because back home, the community is really lukewarm. So, I felt really, really weird wanting because like I'd be like oh yeah like I want to like literally my plan when I got home was I'm gonna go to daily mass every single day that I can I'm gonna go spend an hour in adoration as much as I can like that was what I wanted and everyone was like like what the frick man like why do you want to do that I was like because it's like cool or whatever you know like that's a cool thing to do (laughs) like that's in like that's what I want to do and it was just really weird and like I felt really discouraged to like pursue anything but I was like you know what like forget I'm gonna do it you know like whatever and right like literally I'm not kidding like I bought a journal and everything like I'm not a journal person I wasn't a journal person at the time so I had like done this really cute journal and I was so stoked not even kidding the day I was making it I had just finished it and our diocese had announced that they were closing everything no daily mass no mass in general no adoration anymore like nothing period end of sentence Wait, so they didn't do virtual mass oh, either? They, slowly, they had oh, to learn how to do yeah. it. But, before, like, initially we didn't because they didn't know how to do it. So I was like, oh, like, that's cute or whatever. Um, when Marion FaceTimed me, because I think she could FaceTime a lot of us, mm-hmm. I was just before the, everything shut down. So I was like, I'm doing great, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm doing my best life. And she's like, wow, like, no one's feeling this way. And I was like, I don't know, but I'm, like, living it. And I'm like right afterwards, um, we we like everything shut down, and it was really hard because a lot of people, it wasn't shut down for them yet. So I like got to see everyone like, oh, I'm going to daily mass today. Just went to adoration, or like I'm going to adoration. How can I pray for you? And I was like, pray that like I get to pray in person, kind of a thing. Um, so my faith life took a dump, for the worst. Um, it literally like rock bottom. I like stopped praying like it just wasn't part of my routine anymore I like stopped praying in general that journal is stopped I didn't even pick it up um like all the plans I had made just like went down in the dumps and um it was really difficult but luckily uh when I went to go visit Jackie was the first week that the church has opened up. So I got to go to in-person mass with her twice <laughs> that one weekend. Yeah, because we went Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we went to two different masses. And, like, honestly, the power of the Eucharist, dude. Like, not even, like... Bro, am I going to cry? <laughs> like, <laughs> communion. I had taken it so for granted while we were, like, had it. And then, like, couldn't receive communion. And I, like, literally remember... I think it was... Right before I went to go see you, um, my parish had it where, like, one of my friends, her mom, was able to bring back the Eucharist to go give to other, like, people in, like, homes and stuff like that. And we were pulling up to pick up her daughter, and she's like, I have Jesus. Do you want her to see? I'm not even kidding. I jumped out of the car, and I was like, (sighs) oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. So, like, all the guys were in the car, and I was like, forget you guys. I, like, jumped out of the car and went to receive, and I was living my best life and all of them were like ew like why do you get out the car and I was like shut up like I wanted to receive the Eucharist like and like what are you gonna do so then I was like frick like I really miss mass like I miss everything 
So my <laughs> experience was not too pretty, but if anything I can give advice from that is number one, it's okay to not be on the same spiritual level as everyone that you know. You, you probably grew, obviously, somehow, in one aspect or another, whether it was faith life, personal life, anything like that. You've grown from when you went home to now. Um, and I would just say, don't be afraid to show that because that can inspire people to grow because maybe you're going back into a lukewarm community and what if you're the one God said that they, like, you are who God planted in that community. So that's my advice. Um, don't be afraid to show it and don't afraid to be other people's accountability. Um, yeah, that, and if you're able to, go receive the Eucharist. Pretty cool dude. (laughs) Um, honestly, for me, daily mass is where it's at. I, on this past semester, um, last semester as well, have fallen in love with daily mass, being able to go. Honestly, you'll see the difference. If you can go at just one time a week, and then if you can't go during the week, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Like, what, what threw off my week? And it's like daily mass. Um, scripture, too, is really cool. I was doing, kind of fell behind. Um, I was doing the Father Mike Schmidt podcast in a year, and I would read like three, I would like listen to three a day, and I was having like the best time of my, my life. Um, I kind of fell behind that, but that's okay. Guys, side note, when my dad told my mom, love this, my mom was like three days behind, and she's like, oh, like everyone's on like day, let's say 57, and I'm only on 54, and he's like, that's fine, because it's on your day 54, like your day 54 of day 365, like it's your own journey, and I was like... Okay. Get yourself. Say freak. <laughs> Sign me up. Okay, so now that we've done been done been a little sappy sappy, <laughs> we're gonna give you guys like, almost crying. <laughs> we're gonna give you guys our tips and tricks. So, um, like I said, we both have experiences. I don't know if technically we have a hundred and ten percent success guaranteed because I mean I don't know if we've really been I wasn't. I can't speak from personal, but I, I mean, I can speak from outside of being home, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Jackie, what is tip number one? My number one tip, which Nicole already kind of touched on, is daily mass. Because, okay, so to like backtrack, when I was in high school, I was a really good Catholic, and I would go to daily mass every day at 5 p.m., and... It honestly, like, shocked people because, like, we're so young, you know? And, like, no one expects that because everyone's, like, old. Everyone's, like, grandmas and grandpas at daily mass. And you get this, like, 19-year-old, and they're like, whoa! Um, But daily mass, daily mass, daily mass, daily mass. Like, I can't stress to you enough how important it is to go to daily mass and how, like, impactful it can be and how much it can change your life, like, just like that. And, like, going back to, like, the scriptures, like... If you read the scripture passages before they're even said at Mass, like, you already got some scripture in for the day, and then you'll hear it again at Mass, and you'll probably get something else out of it from Mass versus when you, like, read it before. So, like, that in itself is a great way to, like, get into the scripture while also, like, diving into the Mass. Also, taking apart the Mass. Like, like getting to understand, like, the practices and why they're done. Yeah, because, like... Nobody really realizes this, but, like, the Mass 
is scripture. Like, it's scripturally based. The whole mass has, like, scripture to back it up. So, like, take it apart. And that in itself, again, is going into scripture. But um, something that I wanted to say earlier and I totally forgot about was, like, now going into summer or just going into, like, my everyday life, when I think of daily mass, sometimes I'm so unmotivated to go and I literally would rather do anything but go to daily mass. And I think back to like when I first went home in the beginning of like COVID and just like how I felt then having to sit in my living room and like say the mass or like not even like do daily mass at all when I used to go every single day. And like I think back to those moments and like... I'm, like, not going to cry right now. But, like, I think back to those moments when I'm, like, super unmotivated and I'm, like, do it, like, for her, you know? Because, like, I remember sitting in my living room being, like, like, this will pass and, like, I'll look back on this and, like, think about that. And now, like, I actually do, like, look back on it and I'm, like, I, like, took the mass for granted so much. Like, even though I was going every single day and receiving the Eucharist every single day, like, I took that for granted, like, a lot, and I wish I wouldn't have, and, like, Nicole was saying, there is such a power in receiving the Eucharist, and just getting to, like, intimately connect with Jesus on that level is, like, a whole different thing. We're the only church in the whole world that gets to receive God, like, physically, so it's, like, if you can do that, like, why not? And I remember when I was, like, in high school too what got me into the mass was um during confirmation we were listening to like a matthew kelly video and actually i don't know if it was matthew kelly or someone else so whoever it was um thank you god for them but um i remember them saying like what if like that's actually jesus in the eucharist like what if that's actually god who walked the earth <laughs> like what if like that's actually jesus who walked the earth two thousand years ago like if that's actually him, like, wouldn't you want to receive him? Like, if you have that ability, like, why not? And I remember after that, I never saw the mass the same. And, like, even now today, during the mass sometimes, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or, like, I'll see other people receive Jesus before I go up to receive. And I'm like, they literally just physically receive God. Like, how special is that? So, like, daily mass. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, also, I, like, literally while Jackie was talking... I looked it up to see if there's a teaching mass on YouTube, and Father Mike Schmitz has a talk from Seek 2019 um, about praying the mass like never before, and he goes a little bit into it, explaining it, and if you if you look up teaching mass on YouTube, there's one right above it, and it's by the Diocese of Wichita, and it has the mass explained, so I haven't ro- watched it yet, but that's like it's super easy to look that up. Um, side note, when Jackie was saying how it's like, if that really is God, like, why wouldn't you want to receive? Last year, we were talking to one of our um, friends at the Newman Center, and he's a convert. And Jackie and I, our favorite thing to do, which is, I don't know if it's, like, invasive or anything, but our favorite thing is to go to converts and be like, like, what was it? What what was it? And he's super strong, number one. Like, doc, like knows doctrine really well. And we were really sitting in the middle of the student union. I think we had all just gotten, like, the habit or the pizza place. I don't know which one. And we're like, what was it? Was I there? Yeah, it was Camden. I don't even remember this. And we were sitting there, and we were like, well, what did it for you? And he's like, if that really 
is Jesus Christ. Like, why would I not want to be receiving him? Like, why would I not be wanting to do everything I can in my, like, possible ability to be able to receive him? And I was like, right. And, like, I literally still think about that all the time. I'll be, like, sitting and, like, if I'm, like, really, like, going through it or just deep in thought, I'm like, why wouldn't I? Like, if it really is. Like, if it's not, then, like, oh, well. But if it is, like, why would I not want to? Yeah. Or it's, like, that thing... I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before or not, but, like, that one quote, I guess, or whatever, and it's, like, I'd rather live my whole life believing in something that could potentially be fake than not believing in it and it be real at the end. Yeah. And it's, like, that's literally, like, that, too. Where, like, I would rather believe in my whole heart and soul that that's actually Jesus and receive him and, like, it not actually be him than to go my whole life like mocking people or whatever it is like not believing that that's actually him and miss out on that yeah and then also little side note because we don't have this written down because i know what our list is um confession (laughs) 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 so i can speak from a place of hating and dreading confession um it's a really part of my pride (laughs) really takes a hit at it but um it is super easy to get discouraged when you go home because you're like, frick, like, I was doing so well, and, like, I slipped up. But God knows you're going to slip up, so he gives you the sacrament of reconciliation. So go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also actually give a confession. Like, I say this all the time, which I'm so sorry. Like, it's going to sound repetitive. There's nothing that a priest hasn't ever heard. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's okay just like whatever literally like you've done to say it because then not only are you confessing it but it's off your chest now you're handing it over to christ and you're saying like this is you this is yours thanks yeah (laughs) um a really good confession can really turn turn your turn like put you on the right path um as our campus minister says if you mess up step into the mercy. grace of is it mercy or the grace of god step into his mercy into new mercy into new mercy yeah step into new mercy and receive those graces from the god and he'll put you right back on the other path yeah confession my goodness gracious is the most beautiful thing ever i'm a I'm the opposite of Nicole. I love confession. Oh my gosh, I can be in there forever just chatting up a storm with the priest. Shout out <laughs> Father David. Um, I, back home, and here now too, here at home, and back at home. Um, Your mom's going to kill you. I know. <laughs> um, I'm a weekly confession kind of a gal. And if I don't go to confession one week, like it offsets like my next week going into like my days or whatever like I can tell in my soul like when I'm not doing my best and also excuse me when you make a weekly confession you're more aware of your sins if that makes sense you know like where you struggle so you know where like to work harder yeah and like of course like catholic teaching like you only have to go like once a year i'm pretty sure yeah so even though catholic teaching does say that you only need to go once a year please go weekly (laughs) um saints would go every day so 
if the greatest saints can go every day, I'm sure you can go once a week. And if not, like, that's totally cool. Like, no hate. But, um, yeah, weekly confession is a goal. my life. Yeah. And it honestly just makes me stronger, like, as a person. And it makes me recognize my own faults, which is really good and is very humbling. And to go on to that, our, our next little point also can help you stay to your confessions however often you feel you need to go um is an accountability um person to work with if it's a friend um someone you know at the church or even like honestly if it's someone from school like I feel like my accountability person would be Jackie um it's like obviously I'm not going to be able to go to Jackie with Jackie once a week to confession but it's definitely something that like that person you not only can they keep you accountable but you can help keep them accountable because like when you're on your way to heaven, you don't want to get there and be like, yes, I did it, and I'm the only one here. Like, you want to bring as many people as you can with you. So if that requires you to keep other people in check and for them to keep you in check, then, like, so be it. Um, and also, just accountability partners kind of make it a less lonely journey. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you are seen, you are heard because, like, God is there. But it also, it's that reminder like right there in front of you someone that can nag on you like that like that is your reminder going off of that um yeah accountability partners buddies prayer partners prayer pals literally like changes your life and it keeps you in check not just yourself but it helps you keep someone else in check too and like when you're responsible for someone else's holiness, you're not actually responsible for their holiness, but, like, you're kind of responsible for helping them, like, achieve. You're responsible to do your part, whether they receive it or not. Yeah. That's not up to you, but it's, like, God literally, like, Jesus tells his disciples, go and, like, do. Like, he doesn't say, okay, now, like, stay in your little huddle. Mm -hmm. You, like, stay together. Like, no, he says, like, go out into the world. So, like, go out into the world. Yeah. We were made for community. We touched on this on another episode where we talked about how, like, Jesus could have just, like, came as a baby and died and, like, would have saved us. But, like, he wanted us to have ministry and he wanted us to have community. Also, don't, like, even test my theology right now. Like, that could be so wrong, but I think it's right. Um, But, yeah, like, he wanted us to have community. So it's, like, why not make that community and why not help others strive for holiness, too? Because it's not just you on this journey it's everybody around you and like in a way like you are responsible for other people's souls too like not just your own so get an accountability partner pray a rosary together call each other pray a rosary nicole and i don't do that i don't <laughs> do that with anybody but so if you want to like pray a rosary together on the phone like let me know i'll totally <laughs> do it with you um but yeah like we were made for community um so go find that yeah and it doesn't have to be any, any extravagant like hour long sit down it can literally be like a, a quick text text once a week like how can i pray for you mm-hmm. end of sentence that's it um and it's it's all of this is to your own like discretion you can use it to your own benefit um manipulate it and turn it into your own kind of thing because not everything will work for everyone like everything that we say won't work for everyone but um we're just putting it out there for you guys to take Um, and speaking of community and being made for that, um, 
something that really helped me and didn't help me or not didn't help me but like i didn't find until i was literally getting ready to come back to gcu was finding a young adults group um and if there's anything i could like recommend the most besides daily mass it's finding a young adults group and like that can be really hard especially during a time like this because i remember reaching out to like every church in my diocese and they all said we don't have anything going on right now so that was like really disappointing but at the same time like eventually i did find a young adults community group or whatever you want to call it and like it's been so fruitful and so helpful just to like have people that are my age from back home that like i know i can like count on and like have community with when i do go home and are there for fellowship and of course like an expectation that you don't want to set for yourself is having the expectation that like you're going to be able to like find the exact same group of friends that you have at school at home because like i know for me going back home um i have a really good best friend <laughs> um i have two best friends um so no one, no one got triggered. But Catherine, what yeah. was just talking about you. Shout out Catherine. <laughs> um, Catherine is my best friend back home, and um, she's amazing. But I remember going back home from school and just thinking like, I don't have a community here like I do at school, and getting really frustrated with that. And like, I wanted in a way to like recreate that, or like imitate what I had here at school at home, and like. The likelihood of that happening was like zero percent because like people were created uniquely and like you can't recreate someone so don't set yourself up with that kind of expectation because you won't meet it at all um but i did find an amazing young adults um group back home shout out saint ed's young adults um and they are, they are a very unique group of people, to say the least. They're amazing. I love them so much. Um, and how we gather for community is way different than how it looks for me to gather in community at GCU. But I wouldn't change a single second of either of them or change anything about either of them because they're so special and beautiful in their own way. So find that community. It will be challenging. You will probably be disappointed more than likely. Um, and just look for it. Also, I want to plug something really quick. And um, <laughs> Nicole and I are very inspired by two lovely young ladies called um, Cecilia and Megan from the What in the Dang Hike podcast. <laughs> and Cecilia has a really cool page called Find That Catholic Gal. Yeah. Um, and during, like, quarantine and stuff, like... I was able to make friends through her Instagram page and it was really cool because I was able to find people like locally from back home to like be friends with and stuff and we never met up for anything. I wish we would have and I probably will when I go back home but um, like make an effort to find friends because like you can't find something if you don't look for it if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's not just going to come to you. Like, you actually need to put in the work, too. Yeah. And then with that, like, um, if you find yourself not being able to find a young adult group, because, like, I know when I go home, there won't. Mm-hmm. There won't be a, a young adult group for me to go back to. Um, even if that means just getting involved in anything, if that means for the summer you sign up in your a scheduled lector for one time a week. Um, 
if you learn and you are trained to be a Eucharistic minister, do just like like Jackie said, find that community. It doesn't necessarily have to be a young which obviously I feel like a young adult group would be ideally the best. It's um would suit the needs of a young adult the best. But um unfortunately that is not always the case for everyone. So just um do that that seeking and you know it's okay to try a group and if it's not your your cup of juice then be like I'm gonna I'm gonna say see you later and then just continue to try um yeah yeah going off of that before I found my young adults group I literally was a Eucharistic minister at my church and I was the youngest one like everybody was like 40 plus and they were really excited to have me on board because like obviously I'm so young but like don't be intimidated by the older people too they, they love learn, you they can, they will love you you'll learn a lot from them and they'll probably learn something from you too so yeah. full send it so last tip kind of honestly sums it all up um it's a part of all of them and it's just saying yes to whatever is given like what is whatever present itself say yes to whatever presents itself to you because especially if it's church wise if you weren't seeking it and it presents itself to you could possibly be god trying to steer you in the right direction um say yes it will open up so many doors that you may your you yourself may have not ever thought to open up but um I know personally this past year I've said yes to a lot of things and I have grown in so many ways compared to like if a younger Nicole were to be like looking back she'd be or looking forward I guess <laughs> if younger Nicole were to look forward be like bro like how'd you get there I'd be like just say yes <laughs> um fiat. yeah your personal fiat is just as important as Mary's going off of what Nicole was saying um passion related and yes related right now in my life where i'm at in my life in my season of living where god is me right now um my favorite story in the bible is the wedding at cana for a lot of reasons but the very most important one is because of what mary says in it and that is to do whatever he tells you so that is really on my heart not right now, but just like in general, <laughs> um, do whatever he tells you. God is going to call you to some really wacko things <laughs> and you're going to do some really weird things, but you saying yes to whatever he wants you to do, to whatever he tells you to do can open so many doors for other people. So, um, go for it. And going back to when I was in high school, oh my gosh, common theme here. Maybe I need to do some reflecting. Just kidding. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I heard a sermon from a Protestant preacher, and he was talking about a story in the Bible. I honestly don't even know which one, but he said, don't miss your turn. Like, whatever you do, like, don't miss your turn. And, like, I wish I knew what story he was talking about. If I find it, I'll put it somewhere in the Instagram. But, um... He was basically just saying, like, don't miss your turn at, like, holiness, almost. And, like, 
you saying yes to one thing can be someone else's yes to do something else and like if you can help someone in any way like go for it like go above and beyond like do the thing that you never thought you would do because you're scared of it so just like live it fearlessly and like just go for it because like your yes can be someone else's yes and you saying yes to not miss your turn can make someone else's turn available to them because like um for example like if my youth minister in high school wouldn't have said yes to be the youth minister at my church I probably wouldn't be as strong in my faith as I am and I would have like turned out differently or I don't know where I would be and like there's a lot of times in my life where I'm like if I wouldn't have said yes to this I wouldn't have gotten this and you just have to be open to saying yes um if you guys want to have a discussion on this we're literally i'd be so excited to talk to you guys about this um dms are open um voicemails open emails open um yeah uh if you feel like you don't have anyone no you have at least jackie and i um yeah if you don't feel like you have a community, at least you have a community of two on this side of the podcast rooting for you guys. Um, yeah, if there's really anything that you guys want to hear more about or just talk further more, we're open. Like, that's, like, why we're... That's, like, literally, like, why we're doing some of this stuff. The way. Um, yeah, and, like, I think that's pretty much it for us today. But with that, reaching other people. Oh my gosh, guys. A little side note. On our app, when we post, we can see like what countries people are from. Oh, yeah. I think it's like 98% is from the US. But there's this consistent 1% that's from Australia. And I think that is so fun. So if you're from Australia and you're listening to us, like... Send us a DM. Because like slide into our DMs. So we want to hear you. Like... We want to meet you. I feel like that would be so fun. Just have a little chit-chat. Yeah. We want to talk to you guys. We hope you guys want to listen to us. So, don't forget, follow us on Instagram at... We're not even that funny. And don't forget to ring our hotline at... 602-492-6032. That was the least chaotic it's ever been. Four nine. Oh wait, no, sorry. 602-492-6032. <laughs> Don't forget, leave us your voicemails. Tell us your funnies and not so funnies. Keep an eye out for whatever we decide to talk about next week. But till then, we'll see you. Bye guys. On the flip side. Bye. Bye.